When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, Bills Mafia? It is a big game week season on the line. We're going to talk about it. Bills, Jets, Sunday, uh, the 4 p.m. time slot. This is Shout of Buffalo Bills football podcast preview edition. Brought to you, as always, by Tops Friendly Markets. Give thanks and save. Prepare for a Thanksgiving like no other with unbelievable savings on everything you need to create a memorable holiday meal. Need a juicy golden turkey? How about fresh cranberries or cranberry sauce that's bursting with tangy sweetness? Tops has got it all and much more. As you plan for your Thanksgiving menu, make Tops part of your destination for savings. And actually, Ryan, we were just out, um, stopped on the way home just to get something real quick uh, from Wegmans and uh, for lunches. And we we're going to grab a turkey because we're we're doing a 26-pounder, but we have a lot of people coming over, so I think we're going to do a second one too. Uh, a smaller variety and we stopped uh for a minute and uh, looked at the turkeys and you're like you know what i think we're i think we're good i think we're gonna go over to tops and get a turkey that's right hey do their meal deals their thanksgiving meal deals you can't go wrong all right um where do you want to start with this this preview show because bills jets you know we've talked so much about this week the storylines going in on inside the bills building but now it's like, all right, we're on the other end of it, and there's this huge, massive game this week against a, a really strange opponent that's been so good against them on the defensive side, but a inept offense. And, and where do you want to start? Well, let's start with Joe Brady and what are realistic expectations in terms of what this offense is going to do against this Jets defense? Yeah, so I had an idea, and I'm wondering if Joe Brady shouldn't just throw exactly what maybe the Jets don't think is coming at them to start this game. Three quarterback design runs on the first three plays of the game. Why not? Do do something crazy. Do an end around. Do a uh, send De- De- Deontay Hardy in motion. Flip him the ball in front of Pass. Flip it back to Josh Allen. Throw it down the field. Josh Allen could go off for a pass. Get crazy. Throw some things at the wall early in the game. And then settle into what you want to do offensively. I think the main thing that is probably going to be a little bit more prevalent in this game for the Bills offense is relying on Josh Allen under center where the Bills have been really good this season and then running play action, trying to pass the ball out of that set, which then could align with maybe getting their running game going. They're going to have to run the ball a little bit against the Jets. Yeah, I think that's a big part of this game is utilizing the run game and having an effective run game against this Jets team. Uh, This is not a game where I necessarily need to see Josh Allen slinging it all over the field. Uh, anyone that's watched the Jets this year knows that they are pretty inept on offense. 
Uh, I watched a game a few weeks ago where they almost lost. They had to go to overtime against New York Jets team uh, where, you know, Tommy DeVito was, was among the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. And yet they were in position to win that game until very, very late. So you don't need to do too much in this game. But I like what you said about throwing some things at them that they aren't necessarily expecting. And, you know, obviously there's not enough time this week or even probably this season for Joe Brady to truly install his offense or what he would like to do. But he can add some wrinkles uh, to what this offense has looked like. And he can put some things out there that aren't on film, that aren't on tape. And I think that's maybe the most dangerous part about this Bills team going into this game is, uh, the Jets don't necessarily know what's coming, whereas with Ken Dorsey, they probably would have prepared a specific way. They would have looked for certain looks. They would have been able to predict what was going to happen on certain routes that were run by players. And then obviously we know that that secondary has been able to uh, get, you know, I don't want to say get into Josh Allen's head, but they've been able to, to record a lot of interceptions against him, especially in that week one game, three interceptions, one fumble lost. Uh, I think this is a game where you can kind of reset things. You can uh, try some play action, be under center, use some pre-snap motion, some things they aren't expecting. Yeah, and it was interesting listening to Joe Brady talk this week, and it, you could tell after that press conference that this has to have been a, a whirlwind for him. Like it felt like he was still trying to catch up to speed a little bit. Um, he was he made it a point to say that this isn't the Joe Brady offense. This is the Buffalo Bills offense. So I don't think that they're going to be able to even change a ton but going into this game you have to take care of the football and it's this balancing act right like between asking your quarterback josh allen to not turn the ball over but also not try to strip away how you want him to be aggressive and play with a certain mentality in a game like this where you're probably going to need to run a ball run the ball a little bit with your quarterback to be successful and it doesn't even have to be the design runs that i you know jokingly talked about at the top you got to you know, he's probably going to have to go off script. He's probably going to scramble. He's probably going to have to take off with the ball a few times. It's all hands on deck, Ryan. Like the season feels in a lot of ways like a, on the line this week to go to five and six with another AFC loss, with another AFC East loss. It feels like even with what's happening in the conference with Deshaun Watson going down for the season, unfortunately, Joe Burrow going down for the season, which is like, man, that's such a tough pill. You like, you hate to see that, like as a football fan, like guys that are like so important to their teams going down. But the reality of that is that now there's so much more opportunity for some of these teams sitting in that five and five, four and five range. Yeah. It cracks the door open for a bills team that after that loss to the Broncos said, I just don't know if there's a path because we sat here after that game and said, you know, they probably have to get to 10 wins. And we, and we were trying to plot out where those five were going to come from. I, I still think you probably need a minimum of nine, uh, but all of a sudden, with these other teams losing their starting quarterbacks, and you know the Bengals have a very tough schedule uh, awaiting them now with the backup quarterback for the rest of the season. That's one team that was in the hunt with them that might fall off. We've talked about the Steelers on this show and how they're finding ways to win, but they haven't been that impressive on offense. So there are teams that I think could fall off a little bit, but the Bills obviously have to handle their own business. They have to get hot. They have to win these games. And, and you're right. You want Josh Allen to be a aggressive, but you don't want the type of turnovers that he had in that week one game where he's throwing up a deep ball into double coverage. And uh, it's kind of like a no win scenario. You want to have him run the ball a little bit, uh, whether it's scrambling out of the pocket, whether it's those design runs, you, because that's where we last saw him be the most effective against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where linebackers had to draw in a, on him. Uh, and then things open up in that intermediate range of the field. So 
be smart, but don't be stupid with the football. Be smart. Don't be stupid. That is great life <laughs> advice, Ryan Talbot. You are delivering the goods on this Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, the piece of, you know, watching the Jets last week, and I, and I did kind of dial into their Sunday night matchup uh, against the, the Raiders, who you want to talk about two teams just begging the other team to win a game, and that was one of them. And it was really hard watching their offenses operate. And for the Jets, you could see the frustration in guys like, Brees Hall, 13 for 28, 2.2 yards of carry. Um, Garrett Wilson, who ended up having nine, nine catches for 93 yards. But the penalties, the inability for, you know, uh, the Jets to kind of protect um, Zach Wilson, although he is getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. There, there was only five quarterback hits in that game, two sacks for the Raiders. They obviously had a very good plan for Max Crosby. But I think, you know, the Bills want to force some turnovers in this game. Like, to me... That's where when things started to turn in the in last week's game in a close game against Denver, that was one of those areas. Um, and, and, and John Robert actually asked a good question here. Was Mike Shula hired as quarterback coach? Um, it isn't a rumor. Sean McDermott covered that this week. Um, he hasn't been hired as the quarterback's coach. He was on staff already as an, a senior offensive assistant under Ken Dorsey. They're just moving him with Brady going up to be the OC. They're moving him over to be uh, working with the quarterbacks coach. They didn't even make it official and say that he's the QB coach, but that's where he'll be spending most of his time. Yeah. And, and you know, going back to Zach Wilson and what this bill's defense needs to do in terms of creating turnovers, you might not be able to get home on him and, and uh, get the sacks, get the, the strip fumbles, but you can be a, a little bit aggressive. If you're at linebacker, if you're a 12 Terrell Bernard and jump a route, because you know, he's going to try to get the ball out quickly to guys in that in that short to intermediate area, and that's exactly what Matt Milano did in week one, and uh, that's what one of the Raiders linebackers did last week, jumping in front of the, one of those routes. So, you know, be smart about it, but know that he's going to try to get the ball out quickly. Try to get in front of uh, where the passing lane where you think it's going to go, and I think there's going to be opportunities for interceptions in this game. Um, let's get into some of our key matchups uh, in this game, because thinking back to the first game, like, Josh Allen has to play a smarter brand of football. Like, you know, some of those interceptions, just taking some chances. And, you know, it's funny. I, I saw a clip from Kurt Warner. He was breaking down a play where I can't remember if it was Gabe Davis, but somebody ran like a corner route, you know, 15 yards down the field. And it reminded me a lot of the one interception to Gabe in the first Jets game where he threw it and then uh, Whitehead kind of jumped in front of it and picked it on the sideline. It was a similar route from the Broncos game where um, I can't remember if it was Davis, whoever it was, ran it and broke open and free. And Warner was kind of on Allen there. It's like, you got to release the ball. You got to give that guy a chance. He's open. He's running open, but you got to throw the ball. And I'm, I'm sitting back, sitting here, Ryan, like how much do you think that that's in Josh Allen's head where he's maybe not trying some of the throws where mistakes have been made because he doesn't want to kind of put his team in a, in a bad spot. Yeah, it could be. And I think it was Hardy in this last game against the Broncos. Yeah. That was before halftime. Yeah, it's about timing, though. It's about you know the anticipation. No, no, I no. Was... But it wasn't. It wasn't the interception throw. Oh. It was a okay. throw he didn't make. Didn't make the like one. Warner was like, "You gotta, you gotta throw that ball." Right. But he didn't. Right. And I'm wondering, is that just him a little bit nervous about missing on a couple of those throws throughout the season? It could be, but at the same time, now this is part of what Joe Brady needs to do. Joe Brady needs to install that confidence in Josh Allen, which he did at his, you know, presser with the media, uh, calling him the best quarterback in the league. And, 
even though we still don't know where he's going to be on game day in the booth or on the sidelines. I'm hoping it's on the sidelines. So amp him up a little bit uh, after a scoring driver. If there's some struggles, be right there with him, looking at the tablet, talking about things. I, I would like to see that in this game, but it, it's about instill, uh, instilling confidence in Allen because as talented as he is, even when you met with the media this week, it, it just seems like this is not the same confident Josh Allen that we have seen the past few years that trusts his instincts, that trusts his arm talent, that uh, believes that he can go out there and make plays that maybe only one or two other QBs in this league can make. And uh, that's going to be a big part of salvaging this season is what can Brady, what can uh, Shula do in terms of helping him get back to being the old Josh Allen. Yeah, so I want to go and talk about some of these key matchups. And and one of the things that if you go back and watch that first game against the Jets, listen, you're never going to completely shut down their defensive line. It's it's too talented. It's too um, deep. I mean, they run a rotation similar to what the Bills do. But you can't go out of this game, look back, and and 32 pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. John Franklin Myers led the way with eight. Quinton Williams in the interior. Quinton Jefferson on the interior with five each. Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson combined for seven. You know, you look at some of the the, the bigger stats in that game. Um, five sacks total, two for Quinton Jefferson. You know, they're they're hitting Josh Allen. They're getting into the defensive or the offensive backfield and. To me, one of the keys to the game is protection, and one of the key players in this game is Osiris Torrance, who he started off the season really well, Ryan. Like, he's a player that I felt um, was kind of uh, early in the year, like, as they're trying to figure some things out, they kind of came out spiraling against the Jets. He helped, I think, solidify things because it's always a bit of a a roll of the dice in terms of rookies, what you're going to get consistently out of that player. And I thought, and I think though, over the course of the season, he, he probably played about five or six games after that, that were really solid. He's kind of taken a dip back and, you know, you have to set the, the, the mood of this game, the, the temperature of this game with how you're able to block up front. And I, I know it's a challenging assignment, but I'm looking at Osiris Torrance as a guy like you have to come out here. Can't the moment can't be too big for you. Uh, and, And the same goes for Connor McGovern on the other side. I just think that he's maybe been a little bit more consistent. Yeah, Osiris Torrance, I felt like last week actually had a nice bounce back game, but you're right. There is this period of time, the stretch of play where he's been very inconsistent. Uh, You know, that rookie wall that we all hear about. And in this game, keeping Josh Allen upright is going to be important. Creating running lanes for James Cook and Latavius Murray. Maybe this is a Leonard Fournette game. That's going to be important, too, because I I think that you can rely a little bit more on the ground game in this matchup uh, if you can build a lead, knowing what this Jets offense looks like. So that comes down to the offensive line play. So I think Torrance is an outstanding selection. Uh, For me, I'm on the other side of the ball, Matt. I'm going with a Linval Joseph type of game Uh, in that defensive tackle position in general. If you can take Brees Hall out of this game and cook and, and, and make them one-dimensional and really put it on Zach Wilson, build up a small lead, make Zach Wilson beat you with his arm, I think that will bode well for this Bills team. And having a big space eater like Joseph that you acquire uh, via free agency, but you know around that trade deadline after the trade deadline had passed, you get him out, off the couch from home. He's been pretty stout at times, and I think now you know he's – entering his, I believe, third game since uh, being a part of this team. And maybe he can kind of 
fill in that role in terms of making it really hard to run up the middle on uh, on this Bills defense and make like life difficult for Hall and the Jets run game. Yeah, and it's, it, he, he could be looking at an even bigger role than he's played in the first two games. He played 30 snaps off the couch against the Bengals and then 29 last week against Denver. Uh, the run defensive grade uh, for Linval Joseph, 67.2 against the Bengals. I thought the Bills did a pretty good job against Joe Mixon for the most part. Uh, 45, went down a little bit uh, against Denver, but I totally agree with that point. And Jordan Phillips is one of two Bills players that are listed as questionable for this game. And so if you if you take that into consideration, Trent Sherfield is the other one at wide receiver. Jordan Phillips has been starting for them. He's been playing a lot of snaps for them. So if he can't play, you know, it probably pulls Puna Ford into a playing situation and active. He has not been active the last couple of games. But then you're looking at that crew. It's like, how much do they trust Tim Settle to be that starting one tech? I, I don't know if they do. I think Linval Joseph gets a significant uptick in his amount of playing time in this game if Phillips can't go. Yeah, I agree completely. And, you know, that's what they need on this defensive line. Someone that can take on uh, multiple offensive linemen, free things up for Ed Oliver, who's been dominant at defensive tackle, free things up maybe uh, for your pass rushers on the outside or uh, even your DNs in terms of playing run defense. It helps them out. So I think Joseph is going to see an uptick in terms of the amount of snaps that he plays. Uh, if you want to see an uptick in your text box, uh, your text inbox, and you want to sh- sign up to become a Shell Buffalo Bills insider, you can do so if you text 716-528-6727. That's five, uh, 716-528-6727. And the Shell text line is brought to you by Carrie C. Byer, attorney with the law offices of Francis M. Litro, located at 237 Main Street in Buffalo, New York. If you or someone you know is seriously injured, give him a call at 716-852-1234. That's 852-1234 or check out LeetraLaw.com. You know, one uh, insider uh, had texted uh, last night after the the Josh Allen addition to the Bills uh, injury report. And I don't think it's that significant, Ryan. Like, he's been dealing with the shoulder for weeks. But it was newsworthy because he wasn't on the injury report listed on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, but then he pops up on Friday. He ends up having, I think it was a full practice and no injury designation for the game. So he's clear to go. But it was very interesting that this injury designation pops out on a Friday, the day after the Joe Burrows, Burrows saga, which a lot of fans wondered if he was injured with that wrist before the game, went into the game, had it uh, get injured. Um, and, and maybe the NFL sending some things around to teams in the league, like you have to declare injuries or there will be penalties. Right. I think that could absolutely be a factor into it. And, uh, you know, the Bills did a walkthrough, I believe it was on Wednesday of this week. So maybe you don't give them the designation then. But if it after everything that happened to Burrow on Thursday night football, you're right. That might be a wake up call for the Bills and every other team in this league where, okay, we need to get them on the injury report because either they had previously been on there with it and they're still not 100%, or you saw Burrow coming into the game going through security with some kind of brace on his hand. And yes, in, in pregame warmups, he was throwing the ball just fine, wasn't wincing. Wasn't showing any pain, but you, you don't just wear one of those uh, types of braces on your hand for no reason either. So there was something that was bothering him that was affecting him. Uh, and then obviously in game, as soon as he threw the pass, I believe it was before his touchdown, he was wincing in pain. You knew something was up there. You can mouth read, you know, read his mouth, I should say, on the sidelines and said, I think I heard something pop. And sure enough, the unfortunate news comes out the next day. So teams probably do have to be a little bit more straightforward and forthcoming. Uh, with how their players are feeling now. 
uh, knowing that there is going to be an investigation against the Bengals with Joe Burrow. What's up, everybody? Matt Perino here, one half of the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast, here today to talk to you about prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It is the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. Testing your skills on prize picks this playoff basketball season is the most simple way to get in on the action. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and submit your lineup. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one fantasy sports app. Download the app today and use code SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today and use code SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know, in in 2021, the Bills played two games against the Jets. Uh, Obviously a different team, different defense, but they did have a lot of the key pieces. I mean, this was pre Sauce Gardner, but you know, those two games, Josh Allen threw for 366 in the first one, two touchdowns and an interception, 239 in the second one, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And you kind of look at the receiving numbers in that game. And Stefan Diggs was heavily featured in both and nine for 81 and a touchdown in the first one. In the second one, he had uh, eight catches, 162 yards. And a touchdown. And I, I wanted to discuss, too, like how important a couple of things. Number one, how important is Stefan Diggs in this matchup? And then the second part of it is kind of unpacking everything that he talked about yesterday, which I thought that there were some really interesting, or uh, I should say Thursday uh, in his press conference. Yeah. So I never want to say he's not an important player because he, he's one of the big stars of this offense. But in terms of winning this specific matchup, Matt, I don't think we need a Stefan Diggs game. I don't think we need an eight for 100 and something in a touchdown type of performance. This is a protect the football and you're going to win this game type of matchup. Zach Wilson and that Jets offense should not instill fear in anyone. All you need to do is build a lead, protect that lead, and then get out with the win in uh, Highmark Stadium. So, you know, a Stefan Diggs game is when you have the Philadelphia Eagles coming up, when you have the Kansas City Chiefs coming up, the Chargers, the Cowboys. Those are the games where you need a Stefan Diggs game. This is not one of them, in my opinion. Limit your turnovers, and you're going to be in a good spot to win this game. Yeah, Gabe Davis uh, had a big game uh, in one of them, going for three for 105, and that was the 300-yard passing game for Allen. But in the other one, to your point, I mean – a lot of ho-hum numbers. Devin Singletary, two catches for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 49 for Knox, 39 for Davis, 31 for Beasley, 15 for touchdown Jesus himself. Jake Kumaro, blast from the past. But So I agree with that. Um, but I also think like the Bills can really benefit from getting the ball in Stefan D- Diggs' hands quickly. Like let him work himself into the game. And whether that means like, you know, hitting him on short, like uh slant routes, hitch routes, like get the ball in his hands and let him kind of create a little bit, get him invested emotionally into the game early on. Like one of the things last week, like a lot of people are talking about Patrick Sertan kind of shutting him down a little bit last week. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like there were a lot of opportunities in that game for him to cook, if you will. And in a game like this, where it's a very like, 
confrontational style matchup between him and Sauce Gardner or when he lines up against DJ Reed. Like you gotta let him kind of get out and um work a little bit and 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 have some success, find some success. That's where I'm really looking at Joe Brady to see if he can find a way to unlock that in this game for Diggs. And I do feel like in the first matchup in week one, they were throwing at Sauce Gardner quite a bit early on, and Diggs was catching the ball, and they were having some success. So, again, I don't want to undermine his importance on this team. I just think that this is not one of the games where you need him to necessarily go off for a huge performance. Uh, this is a grinded-out type of game. Uh, this is a move to 6-5 and five and, and live for another day type of game with, with some much more difficult opponents on the horizon where your passing game is going to have to be on the same page. I thought it was interesting because there's a question here in the comments about how important James Cook is in this matchup. I think he's very important. Like, I think he ran the ball pretty well last week. I felt like if Sean McDermott's goal was to send a message to James Cook, maybe like message received. Um, and I know that fans were really frustrated about that 15, 16 snaps where he was on the bench. But I mean, if you're McDermott, you probably sit at, sit there at the end of that game. And I asked him about it. And uh, he said like, yeah, well, you know, we, sometimes you got to send a message to you. You got to show a little tough love. Right. And uh, he comes out there and he really liked the way that he ran when he came back into the game. So I think you can lean into that a little bit. A lot of people have been asking about Leonard Fournette and when he was finally going to get his opportunity. I don't know if it's this week. Sean McDermott kind of was asked about that and, and mentioned the fact that it's he's still learning the offense and he could see him kind of getting into the mix over the next couple of weeks. They really like Latavius Murray. They got Ty Johnson in that kind of special teams role. They even got him a couple carries in the last game. So I think we probably are still a week or two away from seeing uh, Fournette. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a uh, legitimate possibility that he's not out there on Sunday. But James Cook ended up averaging 9.1 yards per carry last week. Uh, we know what he can do in the passing game. We've seen it at times this season where he's gotten open down on the sidelines where he gets open out in the flat. It, it's just up to Josh Allen to utilize him more and get him the ball uh, rather than maybe risk some of those throws down the sidelines that uh, are getting intercepted or that are being put at risk of being intercepted. So uh, definitely something to kind of monitor in this game, but James Cook is certainly a big player in this matchup tomorrow afternoon. Over... 100 watching now on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel as well. What chances do you give this offense? Like they did have 360 yards against the Raiders last week. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily something to write home about. I think it's kind of really depressing if you're in that Jets meeting room, knowing that you were able to move the ball and you only came away with 12 points in the game. But how do you feel like the Jets' defense matches up against the Bills? Are there any concerns that you have? Or do you think, because of what's happening on their offensive line, despite some maybe struggles against Wilson, which, which is weird over the last couple of years when they played him, that the Bills should be able to generate enough pressure, play well at the second level, and then on the back end, um, Micah Hyde is going to be a go in this game? Is there any fear the Bills should have about this Jets' offense? No, none. I mean, I... To a lesser extent, Brees Hall. I know Garrett Wilson is an outstanding wide receiver, but he's a little bit banged up. He said he's going to go in this game. Uh, but I like the play of Rasul Douglas. I think Douglas will have some opportunities against him. You're going to have Benford available in this game. You're going to have Dane Jackson. You're going to have Micah Hyde. The back end of your defense is going to be fairly healthy, Matt, going into this game. So I don't want to write off Garrett Wilson and his importance, but at the same time, I think that there's enough talent back there to limit him. So Brees Hall, yes, to a certain extent, but 
overall grand scheme of things, no. This this offense should not install any fear in, in Bills fans. Uh, the the Bills themselves should not be. I don't want don't want to say be concerned with them. It's an NFL game. Uh, any given Sunday, we've seen that a lot this year. Obviously, with some of these losses, but this is a very bad offense uh, in New York, and we've seen it time and time again. And while Zach Wilson has made some strides in some areas, he has not made close to enough strides to still be that quarterback right now with uh, Aaron Rodgers trying to recuperate and get better here in the next few weeks. The Jets had an opportunity to go out and get someone at the deadline. Uh, They didn't end up doing that. There's some free agents that have been sitting out that they didn't go after. Uh, You know, the ineffectiveness of this offense is all on their head coaching staff, their front office. Uh, and it's not going to get better anytime soon unless Aaron Rodgers does come back at some point in December. You know, I think the thing for me when the Bills play this team is to you have to come out and set a set a tone early and put pressure on their offense. I know this is kind of like such a redundant talking point because it feels like every week we talk about fast starts and getting out to a fast start. And of course, that's important and all that. Um, and it is. But it's also a situation where, you know, when you go out and you flip things around and, and take away what I think is the Jets' strength. Like, Brees Hall, to me, is the is the one guy in this game can, that can break things open a little bit. And if you take that weapon away from them, where they're not able to really rely heavily on the running game over the course of the game, that's where I think it kind of turns. All right, Ryan, prediction time. What do you got? Yeah, I have the Bills winning this one 24-13. Again, they do not need to be putting up 30, 40 points in this matchup. Uh, Once you build a lead, you can just simply rely on running the ball, taking some time off the clock. This is not a Jets team that you're fearing. Uh, If they're they're down two scores, coming back and being able to to put together uh, a lot of drives where they can end up in touchdowns. It's a team that's really struggling to find the end zone, in fact. So uh, as long as the Bills protect the football in this game on offense, they come away with the win. They move to six and five and all of a sudden, there's maybe a little bit more of a glimmer of hope for this team based on the injuries we've seen around this league uh, and and the fact that it could be the start of something perhaps good with Joe Brady in this offense. If we don't see swagger Josh Allen in this game, I, I really wonder if we'll see him again this season because mm-hmm. he's got all the motivation in the world four weeks removed from Robert Sala, basically telling the world that he embarrassed him in week one. Right. And if I'm Sean McDermott, if I'm Joe Brady, I'm plastering that all over uh, the locker room uh, inside the building at one Bills drive. And so I think that with that motivation, knowing what he has to do to compete in this game, I think the Bills are going to answer the bell with a physical game, especially up front on their offensive line. And that's one of the things that it's amazing that we've gone this long in the season. That offensive line is still intact hasn't missed any games, and I think that that matters. And, and I think that's going to be important in this game. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of motivated players with a message sent this week. Ken Dorsey out, Joe Brady in. I'm very interested to see if any wrinkles are added with how they run this offense, but it comes down to Josh Allen against that defense. And he's shown in the past the ability to eventually counterpunch. You got a counterpunch in this game after what happened in week one. I think the Bills do it. I think they score a lot of points. I think the defense gets in on the party. I got Bills 30, Jets 14. And I think this this Jets defense, as good as it is, it's got to be tough going through this slog of a season with watching that inept office. And last week against the Raiders, to not even be able to get that win against that team in that game, it's got to be depressing. I I think if they come out and the Bills get on them early, 
uh, I think they're able to cruise. But, you know, it's been a tough couple of weeks, Ryan, so I could totally be wrong with this pick. Uh, but it, it's felt a little bit different this week. Um, I think the message was sent and maybe received, but we'll find out on Sunday. That's right, Matt. It's going to be interesting to see Joe Brady era begins. What wrinkles do we see with this offense? Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the Tops Markets mobile app on your cell phone. Download it today. Get the most out of your shopping experience. Check out all the amazing benefits you have at the palm of your hand. Select your preferred store, browse and shop the weekly ad, or by specific department. Easily locate products at your preferred store with built-in aisle directory. Enjoy contactless shopping with Tops Grocery Pickup or delivery services, and even clip out digital coupons directly to your Tops bonus plus card download the tops markets mobile app today that'll do it for shout this week he's ryan i am matt see you guys have a great weekend